Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Heidi St. John podcast. I appreciate you listening today. Today is day three of uh, me having some very special friends of mine on the podcast. Aaron Young and Lena Callantine have been here for the last two podcast episodes talking really uh, candidly and openly about uh, race and racial tension, racial race relations in the United States and and honestly just around the world right now. And we're going to continue that discussion today. If you would like to, if you have a question that you would like to uh, have answered, or if you have a comment about this, please feel free to email us podcast at thebusymom.com. And I can make sure if you have particularly a comment for Aaron or for Lena, I can be sure that those uh, those comments get forwarded to them. If you'd like more information about my guest, please go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And in the show notes, uh, which are available there, there will be contact information. You can see uh, where you can contact Aaron via Facebook and uh, uh, Dr. Callantine's website, et cetera. So uh, I know that this is a conversation that needs to be had. And I, for one, feel very uh, privileged to be able to have it with such uh, dear friends. So Aaron and Lena, welcome back to the podcast today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I wanted to start off the discussion today. You know, last uh, the la- in the last episode on Wednesday's podcast, we ended by talking a little bit about how people are so easily offended in the culture today. And I just finished it um, happily. I just finished <laughs> writing uh, a book that's coming out uh, next year on motherhood. And one of those, one of the chapters is talking about how we teach our children to be more Christ-like in a culture that is so easily offended. I mean, we are offended about everything, right? I mean, we have safe spaces on our college campuses for crying out loud. We can't handle losing an election. You know, we're uh, rioting in the streets. We're, we're, we, I think the tensions are so high right now and we've really allowed the enemy to come in. And I, I, when I was doing research for the book I finished, I looked up the word offense in the Greek, it actually the word is actually scandalon, which is a trap that um, you set. It's bait for an animal, and wow. offense in the Bible. the 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 Bible is actually uh, the the Apostle Paul was telling us, "Don't be so easily offended, because it's a trap. It's a snare that the devil likes to set for us." And I think in the culture today, boy, we are falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. Right, uh, we're we are so easily offended, and I was thinking, you know, as we kind of wrap up this series today, which, by the way, I just want to thank you guys again. I just so appreciate your heart and your willingness to come uh, and talk to me about this, uh, and especially you, Aaron, coming into the estrogen-rich environment uh, that is the busy mom audience. <laughs> uh, but just to be able to to say who is the real target in all this. And I believe that the target is anybody who dares to follow Jesus today, anybody who claims the name of Christ, 
And we share a common enemy. And I think it needs to be, it cannot be overstated that the enemy is not each other. It's not black versus white. It's not, uh, you know, the gay versus the straight person. It is the enemy. And the devil has sown seeds of division and he's used the snare of offense in so many ways. And I think we've forgotten that we have a common enemy and his name is Satan. And so we want to do better as God's people and as uh, and as blacks and as whites, we want to do better uh, representing Jesus. The Bible says that we are ambassadors for Christ. And so I'm wondering, uh, from your perspective, uh, both of you, and I guess, Lane, I'll start with you, uh, what kinds of solutions, how can we do better? How can we not just move the conversation forward, but actually, what are some things that we can do that not only move the conversation forward, but actually move us more toward being like Christ in the culture? Well, I think first and foremost, remembering that we are different from the culture, as as we've been talking about being ambassadors. So remembering who we represent. Mm. So the first thing that you can go first to me is not that I'm female or black, but I am a, a child of God. Yes. And that should be my number one identity. So if there's going to be anything I'm going to define myself, that would be my first priority, which is different from the rest of the world. So I think that sweetness and that um, that aroma of being Christ followers should be really unique, and we're in a wonderful position to be able to model that. I think, secondly, um, we have to have the ability not to want to just to give our own opinions um, and, and advance our own agenda, but remembering that the whole agenda is Christ's agenda, mm. and that we are servants, and we should practice hospitality, courtesy, and graciousness. And, and that's hard. And like I said, we all are, are, have our flesh, and, and when those things um, well up in us, Mm. is to take a step and really remember our response. And so I know, Heidi, you were taken in. We've had some wonderful conversations, and many of those conversations are not by faith. And that, correct me if I'm wrong, you were surprised that it, even in, you know, your sister of color, mm-hmm. um, that those feelings were really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, and and those things are deep, so I know I have to work on it. It's kind of like it's almost like we should all be going to marriage counseling. I know, right? <laughs> you know, when people, it, it, it has a lot of those. That's going to get qualities. expensive. It is. It, it, it will be. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, when you when you have a spouse or someone that you have to learn to work with, instead of working on uh, throwing, looking at the the. Uh, um, the thorn or the splinter in their eye, you have to take out the plank in yours first. Mm, yep. And so in order to work on this situation, we have to work on our own hearts first. Mm. And I, I think that's really key to any kind of relationship is is to remember that. And, and when we start responding, well, I can't be loving to my right brother and sister because they're not loving back to me. Mm. So I'm going to respond in hate and anger. I mean, that doesn't get us anywhere. So yeah. first I got to check myself. Um, before I, I, I start going into that. Mm. Really good. Yeah. And I think too, I love, I love the analogy of, of marriage because you're right. When we go to marriage counseling, we do it because we're committed, right? We're committed to, uh, to making sure that relationship doesn't fail. We don't want it to fail because we recognize what's at stake, right? Our children, our future, 
uh, our family is at stake. And I think, man, maybe it's time for us to look at this conversation with that kind of passion and say, I don't want it to fail. And I, I'm willing to look in the, at myself in the mirror and rather than saying, Lord, can you change these other people and their heart toward me? Maybe I need to start praying, Lord, change me, soften my heart, help me yeah, to be exactly. a better listener. You know, help me to help me not to be afraid. I think so much of our conversations uh, between blacks and whites in this country have been driven by fear, and I don't want mm -hmm. my conversations to be driven by fear because God said He didn't give me a spirit of fear. He said He gave me power, That's love, cool. and a sound mind. And I think uh, it's that is a great way to begin to change uh, direction and have an open conversation. Aaron, what are uh, what are some of your thoughts when you think about solutions and moving forward? Uh, what comes to your mind first? Well, I, I think on the when you talk about the relational level, I think that definitely needs to happen between Christians to be to uh to be the example and Christians stepping into the world and being that example and um and through that example I think a lot of people are blessed. Uh as a as a black man, me handling a situation um Christ like it's going to have a blessing, and it's going to give glory to God, but mm -hmm. it's also going to have a blessing on black people. The next time this person interacts with the black person, that may not be Christ-like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think us walking through Christ blesses more people than we think. And he's giving us, he's given us these differences. This, this, he's giving me this, you know, this gender, this sex, this, this this race, this skin color, he's giving me that as a tool to his glory mm. and, to be, you know, to have a blessing on other people as I follow him. Um, as far as the, um, I know we started this conversation on, on the, um, uh, on that Instagram picture of Trump and, and Obama yeah. and, uh, and the, and the, the political ramifications of this discussion. And, uh, I think that is where, um, as Christians, as we try to, uh, um, to step into the, the world to be an example at that level, um, I would hope that uh, more representatives of our uh, uh, states and of our country in whole mm. would recognize that. And I think um, that's the type of uh, uh, communication Christians need to have with their representatives. As they're writing them, as they're emailing them, as they're praying for them, they need to, it needs to be from the heart and it needs to be... Uh, Christ-like, and it needs to, and it needs to be of some accountability um, as a Christian. Um, mm -hmm. And when you're talking to your representative, because they work for you, and um, as uh, as Trump becomes the president-elect, I think that uh, through our relationship and through our modeling, that needs to be seen, mm, um, and it needs to be felt by the country that. Uh, the Christian community is holding Trump accountable in those ways mm -hmm. as far as addressing mm -hmm. race, addressing mm -hmm. discrimination. I think that is, you know, as of right now, the, you know, the popular trend is that Christians aren't um, holding mm -hmm. him accountable, that they, uh, that they aren't, you know, 
being critical about what he's talking about and that he and that they're in her cahoots and um, mm-hmm. that they, you know, and that's being blended. So when, you know, when we talked about you being a Christian and that's more of a danger being a Christian now these days, because I think it is a strategy of the enemy and for some people to associate Christianity with discrimination, yeah, with division, with these evil things, um, when, um, and that's a popular thought. And we are, as Christians, need to do a better job of bringing the fine culture of what it means to be a Christian. And we do that every day by our everyday relationships. And uh, and in in relation to our representative, that's how we need to be holding them accountable when we walk, when we talk to them, when we email them, when we call them, when we talk in public places. That should be um, definitely uh, the strategy we use. Mm, it's so good, and I think you know, kind of going off a little bit about what I'm hearing both of you saying uh, with regard to who we are. In Christ, one of the the main things we need to start doing is we need to pray. This country is in such spiritual deep water right now. We have turned our back on God as a nation, and I think we are seeing that happen. I mean, I've I said this on my podcast. You guys, everybody knows that I voted for Trump, right? Uh, but uh, right, and now it's no secret. Is it a secret? <laughs> the secret's out. No, I don't think so. Yeah, and my vote for my vote for Trump was really a vote against Hillary because I was so. I was so concerned with the direction she would have taken us as a nation, so concerned with uh, you know abortion and all those things. And I think we saw people praying on both sides of it. You know, we really saw people praying, and now is not the time to stop praying. Now we need to ramp it up, I think, even more. And and Christians need to be praying for our leaders. We need to be praying for the people who are going to be setting policy in this nation. We need to be holding our leaders accountable. They are there to represent us. And in so many ways, I think, and we certainly saw this in the backlash of this election, the American people do not feel that they have been well represented. And I, yes. to me, uh, the discourse is clearly important, which is why we're all having this discussion on the podcast today. But even more important is our own personal relationships with the Lord and really coming before the Lord every single day. And it is, it's a discipline every single day coming before the Lord and saying, Father, what, what can I do? Lord, help us move us forward as a nation. Help us to turn back to you. Uh, because that's really where nothing, and Jane, my husband and I were talking about this the other day, uh, you know, Trump's not going to fix anything, you know, in terms of uh, relationships that we have as a nation with God. That's up to us. And uh, I, I do not believe, and I've said this on the podcast, this won't be a news newsflash for anybody, I don't actually believe that Donald Trump is a Christian. I haven't seen him actually say that. And so, uh, and I've talked to several people who are close to him, and I told you, Lena, the other day, I know Dr. Ben Carson. I've been privileged to talk to him a few times. And I trusted, and so much of, of, the, of the race issues with Trump, I really looked to Dr. Carson, because I was thinking, okay, well, if he thought something was wrong, he would say it, you know? And so I think you got good people on both sides of the issue who are having a hard time kind of coming to terms with, and frankly, we don't know what Trump is going to do yet, right? He's a wild card. I mean, in so many ways, he's a wild card and he needs God's guidance. He needs to hear from the Lord and the people around him who have the Holy Spirit need to hear from God. And we need to be praying for them. We need to be praying for them earnestly and without ceasing. And to me, uh, we need revival in this nation. 
You know, like Jay, we were talking about this this morning, you know, it's not so much that we have a race problem, although we do. The problem is that we have a sin problem in our country. We have a big sin problem and we need to address it. We need to address it on every level, not just, not just uh, along racial lines. We need to address it. What's going on in our homes? How are we honoring or dishonoring God as a church? You know, what is, what are we saying to the, to the world about who Jesus is? And who and what it means to know him and what it means to walk with him. And this is a good way for us to start is by having conversations like this and just saying, man, I appreciate uh, what you what you guys are bringing to the table and opening my eyes. I mean, just I've told you before, I've been sitting here listening to you talking and several times when uh, when both of you were talking about different things, I was sitting here with tears in my eyes because I was like, Lord, help me be a better listener, you know, not be so defensive and not be so afraid of feeling like I haven't been heard, that I can't hear uh, my other brothers and sisters in, in Christ who need to be also need to be heard. And so to me, there are lots of different facets to it, but it has to come. It has to start with a commitment to walking uh, in a way that pleases God. And so I appreciate that about the two of you. And I see, so I can so clearly see it in your lives and hear it in your hearts. And, uh, and I appreciate it. And I hope that the conversation uh, continues to move forward like that. Oh, thank you, Heidi, and it, it's always a pleasure. And I, I, I think it's the safety that you feel in amongst um, a brother and sister just to talk and just be real. So thank you for that opportunity, and I just pray that God will continue to bless you as you step out there and continue to be bold. Thanks, Erin. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on today. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add before I wrap this up? Yeah, uh, just um, just. It takes the every uh, the effort of every Christian. Mm. Um, I am really about family and fatherhood, and I think um, ministering to your family and making sure they you know that they grow up in the Word and also in your job, just the circle you have, the circle of influence that that every Christian has. If they were to effectively um, represent Christ in just those circles. The trickle effect will be enormous. I mean, mm. uh, like going into those places and, like you said, not being so um, trapped by what someone says, and then reflecting what Christ would do in that situation. It has far-reaching abilities, and I think that's where the church and Christians can do in their everyday lives. And I think some people don't believe. I think some Christians don't believe that. Mm-hmm. They think, you know. I'm just, let me uh, do my prayer and my reading my Bible, and then I go to my job. And those are two different, separate things. And that Christianity happens in those first five minutes of the day that you're reading and mm-hmm. praising God and go on about your life. But the demonstration in your life is what's going to be the witness. And I think we can, you know, touch more lives and touch this situation in that strategy. Um um, more than we can just, you know, just like we're talking about it, but we know what, you know, talking can do uh, and what act- actions can do and living the word and being the word in our homes and our jobs and um, and in regard to our country mm-hmm. and uh, making sure we, you know, we hold those people accountable. I just, you know, I hope that people that not just Christians who are listening to your show but also people who are non-Christian and and love the busy mom and want to get insight would just know that, you know, 
you can do that through Christ. Yeah. You can, you know, you can affect change through having a personal relationship and letting him work on your character and you can start changing the environment of where you work and where you and at your home and that is possible and um it's not just a fairy tale. Yeah, and I really appreciate you pointing that out because you know, as we've said many times on the podcast here, you know, we've got a a nation who has been for the last eight years looking for hope and change in a president, and we're never going to find it in a president. Hope and change is found in Jesus. Change is found in Jesus. Hope is found in Jesus. And uh, I appreciate you reminding listeners of that today, uh, because I, I know each one of us has experienced the healing and the redemption that comes when you realize, oh my goodness, God loves me. He loves me. He sent his son for me so I could be set free. And that's where the victory is really found. It's found in Christ. Hey, uh, Lena and uh, Aaron, I really, really appreciate uh, you coming on and just your willingness to to talk so openly and candidly and and gently, uh, as well as passionately. That's a, a lot of adjectives. I'm a homeschool mom. I just <laughs> threw out a bunch of adjectives right there. But really appreciate you and the conversation. And uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. I I just uh, I think it's a conversation that needs to happen. And I really appreciate your your willingness to come on and talk to me about it today. Oh, thank you so much for your time and having us. Uh, Thank you. you. You're very welcome. And for those of you who, uh, as I said earlier, if you want more information about Aaron or Lena, I'll be linking back to the various social media places and websites where you can find more information about them and kind of find out who they are. And uh, I appreciate everyone listening to this. And, you know, we need to be praying for each other. And uh, as we as we go forward in this nation, there needs to be healing, and healing comes. It starts uh, with Jesus. And so we're going to continue this conversation uh, at social media. If you want to reach us, please email me, uh, email me podcast at thebusymom.com. Thanks so much for listening in, to guys. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. <laughs>